0: Hey, it's Subrat from the Smarking Entrepreneur Show and today we have John Scipioni. John is all the way from New Jersey with over 14 years of successful real estate sales experience and over $300 million in sales. From the past five years, John has been winning the Platinum NJAR Circle of Excellence Sales Award and as a team leader, John is committed to building a team, a professional that will focus 100% on customers' needs. His attention to detail, his patience, and his interest in educating his customers are his best assets and are indispensable when working with buyers and sellers. With that being said, let's welcome our today's guest, John C. P. N. John, welcome to the show. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. John, I already know that you're from New Jersey and you're running your business over there. And uh, you know, you have got excellence uh, record-breaking sales also right now tell us to our audience that something interesting about yourself that you know most people don't know so
1: i would say one of the most interesting things is that a lot of people may not know is that i actually started my own podcast this year as well Uh, that may have been how you and i first connected Uh, so i'm probably most excited about that we started it back i think in march of 2021 and we were able to record about 35 episodes so far yeah, that's really yeah. cool. What's your it's
0: podcast name?
1: It's called Light It Up podcast. And it's primarily real estate professionals that we have on there, whether it be realtors, team leaders, real estate coaches, lenders, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are mostly discussing about the real estate industry, right?
1: Yeah, how to do more transactions, how to keep a positive mindset. But a lot of it does sort of fall into entrepreneurial type topics as well. What What's interesting to me is just... You know, some of my friends will jokingly say, you know, that's what we needed. Another podcast, of course. Right. But, and of course this world does not need another podcast. There's hundreds of millions of podcasts out there, but we didn't necessarily do it with the thought that it was going to blow up. We did it with the thought that we wanted to interview high level professionals like yourself, you know, on a weekly basis. So for us, it was a little bit more of like accountability. So something comes from it, then something comes from it. Then we can you know, take it to the next level.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. And that's also great because like the most, uh, if I talk about the aim of the podcast of yours, then it would be to focus on the entrepreneurship as well as to provide the knowledge of the people who really needs to know about. Right. Sure. Okay. Okay. So John, uh, tell us about your entrepreneurial bog because, you know, like I believe every entrepreneur has a great story behind it. Okay. So how did you cast the entrepreneurial blog? Where did you start your journey?
1: I would say ever since I, you know, I was a kid, I always had a, an interest in having my own business, whatever that may be. Of course, as kids, we always have some, some other crazy idea, anything from like lemonade stands to, I used to put on a lot of um, concerts as a kid, as a kid, like let's say 15 or 16 years old, I would um, get a lot of local bands together and uh, promote the event and you know there was times where we had anywhere from 200 to 300 people um, that would show up but i would say just early on i always wanted to have my own business i always wanted to make my own money and just, I always felt like I was the one who was working harder than, than a lot of other people. So I wasn't necessarily willing to clock in and clock out at a, at a business if I was going to be the one who was, you know, putting in the most effort. And then I went to college for business, got a master's in real estate finance. And, you know, I've had a bunch of my own businesses over the years but uh i would say it started at an early age
0: yeah like when you were in kid you got to know about the entrepreneurship right like you had that kind of passion to uh, build something that uh to do something so that it would be helpful to the people and it would be helpful for the society right and uh, having that kind of mindset uh, you started your journey right yeah 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 that's super cool And uh, John, uh, like in your opinion, that what is the most important personality trait uh, someone would need to work in your industry to be successful in your job?
1: In my my industry, in real estate, I would just say persistence. I would say meaning, you know, you're willing to go to work every single day. I mean, when you're in real estate, like when I say real estate, we, we have a real estate brokerage. So our agents... You know, are trying to help buyers and sellers every single day. In this crazy world, we everybody wants things immediately. Yeah. In this world, we always jokingly say it's the world of Amazon Prime where you know you put in an order and you expect it to be at your doorstep the next day. That's the same thing in real estate. People want instant results. So this is not really a job or a career. It's really more of a lifestyle. So when you get your real estate license, it's really a lifestyle change. So you need to be, if you want to be successful, you need to be willing and to put in the long hours, at least at first, to sort of learn the business and and make the most of it. So to answer your question, I'd say persistence, people need to be coachable, right? A lot of people say, oh, well, you know, I'll do it my way. You need to sort of, I mean, I try to be the most coachable person in the room. If you've done something for years and you can tell me how to do it exactly, I'll sit down and take a million notes and just try to implement it immediately.
0: Yeah, having that kind of learning attitude, I would say. Yeah. And if you do not want to learn, then yes, you will never, ever go to like, you will never, ever be able to do whatever you want to do in your life. Right. So you need to have the learning mindset and it will help you to grow in your life eventually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So John, like, how did you manage to uh, grow in your business so far?
1: So I would say the number one way we were able to grow as far as grow the number of transactions we did every year, I learned early on that you can't sit there and wait for business, right? Yeah. You know, there's two types of agents we always say, right? There's active agents and then there's agents that are just a little bit more lax, right? That are just sitting there waiting for business to come to them. You have to be active. You know, if you're trying to call somebody because you think they may want to sell their house and they're not answering, then you got to text them. Then you got to email them. Then you got to call their husband got to call yeah. their wife. If I can find their daughter's phone number, I'll call her too. If I'm still not getting an answer, I'm going to go and knock on their door tonight on my way home. I'm going to give them my materials, give them my folder. Like you just have to have, be relentless. And you know, if you want something, you just have to take action. So you can't, a lot of agents, I think, you know, when they're building their business, they say, oh, well, I tried to call that person. You know, I tried to call this lead or I tried to reach out to this person. And I didn't hear back. Well, yeah. Yeah. Think about how many people are trying and didn't hear back, right? You know, so it's having the the intuition or the energy to continually follow up when you're not getting the results. Yeah, and finding still, every
0: possible way to reach out to them,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Saying you don't have their phone number is not not a good excuse, you know. Yeah, I, you know, we got to get their phone number. You know, if, if right. If all I wanted to do was be a guest on your podcast and I couldn't find your phone number, I would try to get in touch with one of your friends. I would try to get in touch. I would try to get your email address. I would try to call your office. I would try to call, you know, find you on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook. I'm going to find a way.
0: Finding a way uh, to reach out to the prospect. Like, you know, putting your work and uh, like most of the people, they just give you the excuses that. Yeah, I tried, but uh, I couldn't get the... Phone number, yeah, I couldn't get the result, right? But uh, yeah. like most of the people, they will think about that: how, how could I uh, just get the phone number? How could I just get the work done, right? So having exactly. that kind of mindset, yes. And according to you, like this kind, of, th- this kind of mindsets helped you to grow your business so far, right?
1: One hundred percent. Just, but you have to go out and make the opportunities. You know, a lot of agents will get their license and they say, well, what do I do now? Because I don't have you know my dad's not a builder or you know i don't have a you know a big book of business well you have to go out there and you have to find it so in our business a lot of new agents will call for sale by owners if a home is listed for sale in the us and the owners listed it by themselves without a real estate agent we call it a for sale by owner so you can call those people because the majority of them will eventually hire a realtor when they realize how hard it is to do that by themselves. Yeah. So you can focus on that. You can focus on expired listings, which means homes that were on the market that that uh, the other realtor wasn't able to sell it. So, you know, a lot of agents will sit there and say, oh, well, I'm going to try to hope to get my phone to ring. Instead of trying to get my phone to ring, I'm trying to just find other people.
0: Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay. So, yeah. John, you, uh, as everyone is dealing with some level of difficulties in the business, right? So what are the most common difficulties that you are currently facing as a realtor or you may be faced in the past and how did you tackle those challenges?
1: I mean, one of the most difficult things that we're experiencing right now is interest rates in the US have have come up a lot so if we had done this podcast six to nine months ago a buyer could borrow money at let's say three or four percent now when a buyer goes to their lender to, to discuss financing they may be getting quotes of six percent or seven yeah. percent so that's something that uh is impacting the amount of clients that we can work with some of the clients are saying hey if i have to borrow at twice the the rate it's not worth it anymore so we have to shift our focus we have to go to our we have right. to make sure we're only working with buyers that can pay cash we have to make sure we're only working with buyers that are really, really motivated. For instance, they just got married. They just got divorced. They just had a baby. They just got, um, you know, death in the family, job relocation. So really, really focusing on motivation so that, you know, those buyers who were sort of saying, I would love to buy a house this year, if everything else comes into play, you know a lot of those people have taken a back seat so just really shifting our focus to the the people who are absolutely need to do something this year and the people who can uh are, are fortunate enough to be able to pay cash
0: yeah you need to change your strategy according to the market because market is shifting each and every day right so you have to yep. like you have that kind of plan that how to tackle those market and according to that how you are going to change your strategy to get the most out of it right yeah but there's always
1: some sort of issue that's come up right a yeah, few years ago yeah. it was covid and of course covid yeah. still exists but like you know it really is not impacting things too too much these days at least on a real estate perspective so that was the issue then you know there's all sorts of different things that come up that will change the way that we do business but you just sort of have to shift and say all right well you know how can i yeah, work it's these boundaries? yeah it's evolving yeah
0: it's evolving day by day right
1: yeah the people who don't adapt and the people who don't shift unfortunately yeah. get left behind
0: right right that's an absolute answer right okay so john as an entrepreneur what is your growth plan like uh, it's not about your business but also in your life just share with that what is your growth plan
1: Sure. So, you know, right now we own a residential brokerage with about five full-time realtors. And this year we're, our goal is to do about 200 transactions. Uh, so our growth plan is to just keep growing this team. Uh, the main focus is to make sure that each of the individual agents on our team is producing at a very, very high level. There's teams out there that have 100 agents, but when you look at the numbers they're you know, yes. each agent's only doing two transactions. Our agents on our team are doing on average from 20 to 40 transactions so we could fill the room very easily is what i'm saying but our goal is yeah, to yeah. fill the room with top producing people so that we're not watering down the brand yeah
0: yeah having that kind of quality people and it they they are going to bring a lot of the value to your business right so if you have a lot of people then yeah it makes sense but uh, Like, according to your business, you have to see that, like, what kind of people do I need, right? And according to that, you can always plan, like, what's your growth, like, how you will grow and how they will grow, how your clients will grow, right? Right.
1: Right. So, for example, I mean, how many podcasts will you guys, how many do you do on a weekly basis?
0: Uh, We will do weekly basis.
1: Two? Two. Two. So, if I put somebody next to you who does 10 on a weekly basis in your head you're going to say and it's not the competitive nature but it's like oh my gosh what what is he doing differently to be able to schedule 10 different people uh, right. what kind of questions is he asking so but if i put somebody next to you who does one all of a sudden you may now done slump down to one so yeah it's just how can i inspire our agents on our team to do more transactions and to do things just as efficiently but to do more volume. So it's just really the main The main answer is to focus on income producing activities and then to have a team that supports an administrative team that supports our our agents who can take care of all the non-income producing activities like the paperwork.
0: Okay. So John, uh, like since most of the home buying and selling process nowadays happens online, so how do you take the advantage of online marketing?
1: So what's interesting is I do agree that a lot of times the buyer, almost 99 out of 100 times, the buyer is going to identify their home on the internet. But I would say the faster you can get that prospect on the phone, and I know that's old school for a lot of millennials and a lot of younger people, they think that they can correspond with the prospect on you know, DM on Instagram or whatever it is. Yes, you can, but you're always trying to get them on the phone, right? Even when we go out and we spend all this money for online leads, what we're trying to get is a phone number. So all sources and all paths lead back to the phone. The quicker you could get that prospect on the phone, the better. So yes, a lot of buyers are finding their home on the internet and online. However, once we could get them on the phone and actually set a solid appointment and then confirm the appointment through a calendar invite, that is really the process to just sort of dumb things down a little bit.
0: Um, yeah. So what do you need to do? Uh, you need to start as soon as a conversation with the buyer or conversation with the seller so that you can talk to them. You can realize that what kind, what sort of the problems they have. And according to that, you can educate them first, right? Then. After that, you can sell. After that, you can show your product or your your service or whatever you have. But the most important thing is that first, you need to start a conversation. And the most important focus should be to build a relationship, right? Exactly. Because this relationship is going to help in future.
1: Yeah. And you can eventually use their network. Exactly. And here's the thing. I'm just thinking, I always try to relate back. You and I didn't use the phone to set this up. But what was the actual meeting? It's this virtual so depending on what your business is maybe your goal is to set up the virtual appointment like this and that's fine but all line all methods and paths should lead to a face-to-face or a telephone conversation because here's the thing at least in our business, the home that you inquire about very, very rarely is the home that we sell you. So if you simply inquire online and say, I want to see 123 Main Street and I book the appointment and say, hey, I'm going to show it to you tomorrow at 5 p.m., then yes, we could set up the appointment without actually talking on the phone. But the odds of me selling you that specific house are so slim. So my goal is to figure out, hey, while we're going out to see that one home, what are your needs? What are you looking for? What are you not looking for? Is your wife a decision maker? Is your husband a decision maker? And when we're out tomorrow, can I show you three or four other properties? Because again, I know from a sales perspective, the odds of you taking that one house are so slim that I want to try to show you other options.
0: Correct, correct. And as an entrepreneur, you need to understand the problem, you need to understand the needs of your clients First, because it's very important to know about them. Then according to that, you can easily show whatever they like. If you have that product or service, you can easily show to them. Right. But knowing what kind of the things they needs is very much pretty much important.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay. So John, this question is going to be like, it's my favorite question. Okay. So if you had an extra $10,000 of your budget, then how do you spend it and why?
1: Some sort of lead generation some sort of proven lead generation so like i was saying a lot of times our transactions are solidified over the phone. What I would probably do is hire somebody, and we have a few people who do this for us already, but I would just double down, hire somebody to make more calls, phone calls to either my existing database, meaning past clients, or yeah. some cold calls just to people who had either looked at our website or some people. We can buy leads in our business. I can buy leads for people who have a lot of equity in their house, people who have no equity in their house, people who are pre-foreclosure. So definitely on lead generation, but I would just invest it in a way where I can invest ten thousand and you know hopefully get a ten X return.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh you you will always have to look about your ROI that what kind of ROI that you are going to get when you invest some some sort of the money right so yeah Yeah. for you it would be lead generation because you believe on the online marketing and the second thing is that you, you are giving a lot of the importance to the online marketing because as a realtor or or even as an entrepreneur first you need to build a relationship with the people with the prospect then according to that you can eventually grow your relationship you can eventually use their network to whatever you want to promote whatever you want to sell to them Right. So, yeah. So for you, it's going to be a lead generation. Yeah. Okay. So John, uh, what is your favorite quotations? Because, you know, like, I believe that somehow that would help you to where you are right now in your journey. So what is your favorite quotation?
1: An easy one. I'll say action is better than perfection
0: yeah action is better than uh, yeah like most of the people they just you know they are just sitting on the home and just they're just thinking about that what i do what i need to do and everything like every time they are just thinking overthinking but most few of the people like the people who really understand the entrepreneurship but the people who are really passionate about entrepreneurship they are always going to take actions because if you do not take actions then you know like the idea is going to flop
1: take action every day a lot of time every the action day. that you need to take doesn't cost you anything so take yeah. action every single day if i the first time you're going to do it it's going to be wrong The first the second time you do it it's going to be ugly the third time it's going to be you know a, a little a few steps closer to the to yeah. the original plan so you just have to a lot of people will say oh i'm not going to start i'm not going to start until i have it perfect a good example is people who you know intend to make some prospecting telephone calls right or people, people who are in a sales presentation business. A lot of times they'll say, I'm not going to go out and present to a prospective client until I have my presentation perfect. Well, here's the thing. There's no perfect presentation. And right. you're not going, by the time you do get it perfect, think about all the people you would have missed. And, and your prospect doesn't know your presentation. So if if you don't do it exactly how you had implied or intended to do, no one's paying attention. People, right. people are paying attention to what their, their own thing they're not paying yeah. attention to whether or not you did the presentation exactly how you planned. So go out there, take action, and it's going to be ugly. It's going to be wrong. You're going to make and, and refine it along the way. So remember, you know, you're you're building the plane as you're flying it, which is scary. But right. you'll never get off the ground if you don't just start taking action today.
0: Yeah, because taking action is only in your hands.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: So John, if you write a book about yourself, then how do you name
1: it? I hate talking about myself. but um, That's a tough one. I saw it on your list of questions, so I should have been prepared, but I don't know. I'm not sure I would write it about myself. I I, I would probably write it about some of the struggles that I've seen and worked through. I'll just answer your question this way. There's so many books out there and so many podcasts and so many YouTube videos on whatever the topic is that we want to do. You know, like if the real estate world crumbles tomorrow, what I would probably do is go online and figure out what I want to do next can I monetize the podcast? I own a title company, build out the title company a little bit further because I'm sort of hands off in that. Should I look at, you know, get more involved in like crypto and all that stuff, you know, worlds of things that you can make money on that I don't know anything about, but I can easily tap into YouTube and all these other free platforms to learn whatever I want. So I don't know if I could write a book about myself, but what I would say is, you know, you can learn from other people's mistakes and just shave years off the learning curve. So what I'm always trying to do is figure out who's doing what I want to do at a higher level. If I sell 200 homes this year, who's the guy who's selling 500 homes? Look them up on the internet. I'll invite him to be on my podcast. I would just say, find a mentor. So like if we're trying to sell 200 homes this year, find I'm going to look for the person who's selling 500 homes this year. And what I'm going to do is try to learn everything I can from them and their mistakes. You know, I might fly out. If they're in California, fly out, of course, at my expense, stay in a yeah. hotel, spend all day Friday with them. If, of course, yeah. if they agree to let me shadow them yeah. and I come in there with full page of, you know, a pad and whatever, and I'm taking pages and pages of notes, I might even be recording it. And a lot yeah. of people are willing to share. So figure out who your mentor is, figure out who's doing what you want to do at a higher level and go and shadow them and just learn everything you can from the people that uh, are willing to share because most, most people out there are willing to share.
0: Right, right, right. Okay, John, what kind of advice that you are going to give your younger self?
1: It probably goes back to the action is better than perfection. Take action immediately. Just do, you know, read more books, watch more things on YouTube, ask better questions. That's a good one. A lot of times there i've been in rooms where there's people doing things at a very very high level and sometimes i'm a little too quiet so ask better questions get more involved i would say i'm a big believer and commit to everything you know i'm going to yeah. commit to any event that i can that i think will better my business so just and get more involved on a higher level too
0: yeah like feed up your mind with knowledge and wisdom
1: yeah and the other big one too is uh, accountability accountability Account- partners, yes. right if i really really want to commit let's just say going going to the gym every morning, I yeah. may make an agreement with you that I have to send you a picture every morning of me in the gym at 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I have to give you $100, whatever it is. And yeah. you can find accountability partners for, for anything. So I'm going to have yeah, an accountability yes. partner with you to go to the gym every morning. If I don't, I have to pay a fine. I have right. an accountability because I want to make 10 calls to business prospects every day. If I don't, I have to pay a fine. Right. I want to re- record my present my sales presentation every day once a day, I have to send you the video or I pay a fine. So I work really, really well with accountability. It's um, because when you work for yourself as an entrepreneur, you can, you know, if you have a big sale, you can take off for two weeks. No one's, no one's going to get upset with you. So find an accountability partner. That's a huge thing too.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh, John, tell us about your Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or any other social media platform so that our audience can find you and get in touch with
1: you. Sure thing. So I would say the best way to reach me is probably on Instagram. It's just john.a.scipione, S-C-I-P-I-O-N-E on Instagram. I'm probably most active on there. I'm on TikTok, but I'm really not doing a whole lot, to be frank. Yeah, Instagram is probably the best way to reach me. And yeah, I'd love to collaborate, find a way to work with uh, any other entrepreneurs out there.
0: Okay. John, if our audience wants to reach out regarding any real estate needs, then how do they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, I would just send me a DM on there, on Instagram. That's the best way to do it.
0: Any email address or any mobile number?
1: I'll give you my email address. That's probably best. It's john, john, J-O-H-N, at lighthouseresidential.com. Or you could go to our website and you'll find it there. Lighthouse, L-I-G-H-T, house, H-O-U-S-E, residential.com.
0: Okay. Guys, do make sure you follow John as he is a wonderful person with great personality. And you can reach out to him whatever your real estate needs. So that was today's uh, episode of Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, John, for being on the show. And it was an honor to hosting you today.
1: Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks again, John. So that's being said, uh, I'm your host, Subrat, signing off. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.